That makes a big difference. So many of our newcomers arrive and talk about how um, they, they're just so taken aback by people who smile at them on the street because <laughs> they're not used to being a part of a culture that is welcoming in that way. They second guess. Like I had a, a newcomer youth share that every time somebody would smile at him, he would look at his shirt and, and think like, is this person laughing at me? Do I have a stain on my shirt or something? Is there something wrong with me? And so it took a while to, to realize, no, they're, they're, we're just welcoming here. <laughs> so it's a part of changing culture. How do you show welcome and live out welcome in your own life? You are now listening to Undercurrents. My name is Ken Ogasawara, and I'm part of the Communications and Community Engagement Team at Mennonite Central Committee in Ontario. This podcast is an experiment to find a new way to share the stories we are privileged to hear from our program participants, staff, volunteers, and others. Undercurrents is brought to you in part by Kindred Credit Union and the Kindred Charitable Fund, which seeks to inspire peaceful, just, and prosperous communities. This episode is about refugees and piano lessons. She was not believing that she's in Canada. The first time I met Patrick was when I interviewed him and his family for a story I was writing for MCC. He is a bright, friendly 19-year-old who came to Canada in 2017 with his grandparents and cousins from Burundi where they lived as refugees for 16 years after fleeing their home in the Democratic Republic of Congo. After the interview, I was taking some family portraits, and he asked me if he was free to go. I assured him that he was. Oh good, he said, because I have to go practice the piano. Barely six months into a brand new country, and Patrick is taking piano lessons. Why? There are so many challenges to being a newcomer in a foreign country, I thought. Language, culture, education, job hunting, making friends, missing the family members that have been left behind. Patrick's mother and siblings are still living as refugees in Burundi. Why, when life was full of these pressing matters, would Patrick want to take piano lessons? There are different images and definitions that come to mind with the word refugee. I played a bit of a word association game with some friends and colleagues, and here are some words that came up. Movement. Conflict. Help. Resettlement. Um, hope. I used to have a vague notion that refugees were people that were forced to leave their homes and live somewhere else. Refugees are that, but there's more to the picture. According to the United Nations, there are 70.8 million forcibly displaced persons around the world today, which is the most since World War II. Of those, 25.9 million are technically refugees, which the UN defines as persons who have a well-founded fear of persecution because of their race, religion, nationality, political opinion, or membership in a particular social group, and are outside of their country of citizenship or habitual residence. There are several options available to refugees, but the one that MCC is most directly involved in is refugee sponsorship and resettlement. Here's MCC Ontario's Refugee and Resettlement Associate, Kaylee Perez. 
So the only refugees who qualify for resettlement to a country like Canada are refugees who are most vulnerable. So who literally will not survive if they are left in their host country where they currently are. That number in 2019, according to the UN, was 1.4 million refugees. Um, so the vulnerabilities that the UNHCR screens for are um, high medical needs, for example, victims of trauma and torture, uh, single parent families with multiple children. When we look at resettlement big picture, Kaylee goes on to explain that less than 5% of those 1.4 million, identified by the UN as the most vulnerable, are actually resettled to another country. Directly sponsoring thousands of refugees. Such private sponsorship is unique in the world and played a critical part... Despite these grim numbers, Canadians are in a unique position to help. Led by MCC back in the 70s at the height of the Vietnam War and the refugee crisis, Canada was the first country in the world to institute an official partnership between the citizens and government to allow for private sponsorship of refugees, and to this day is one of only a handful of countries worldwide with such a program. A further development of the program has come in the form of the Blended Visa Office Referred Program, aka BVOR, aka the Blended Option. Despite the clunky name, it is a revolutionary initiative that is geared toward making refugee sponsorship easier and more affordable for sponsors. There are three key features. One, it targets the most vulnerable refugees. Two, the federal government provides around 50% of the costs of the one-year sponsorship through BVOR. For a family of four, that amounts to nearly $12,000 of financial support from the government. And three, BVOR refugees are already screened, vetted, and are travel-ready and could arrive in as little as four months after being matched with sponsors. Every year since the inception of the BVOR program, the UN has selected anywhere from 250 to upwards of 1,500 additional refugees to be sponsored through the blended option. And every year, they struggle to find enough sponsors to match them with, despite the incentives and ease of the process. This year, with the COVID-19 pandemic and the BVOR program suspended as a result, the number of refugees who can be resettled to peace and safety in Canada will be very low. It's a tough pill to swallow for Kaylee and her colleagues. I asked her how it felt to work against this tidal wave of need. Yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. Um, and it's very difficult when we, when we look at these statistics and so you can very easily become desensitized to that but then the moment you arrive at the airport and you see a refugee family who's arrived and that statistic becomes a real person that is where the motivation comes to continue working towards making a difference. Now back to Patrick. I had heard from one of their sponsors that Patrick and the family love to sing together. So during my visit, I had a secret side mission to hear them sing. When I finally worked up the nerve to ask them, they were hesitant, but I had a card up my sleeve. Back in 2001, fresh out of high school, I had lived in Uganda for a year as an elementary school teacher with MCC's Serving and Learning Together program, or SALT as it's known. And by the way, if you are between the ages of 18 and 30, you'll want to check out this program. It is awesome and life-changing. 
The Anglican services which I attended there in rural Uganda with my host family featured simple and energetic songs with a lot of repetition, and I learned a whole bunch of them in the local language, Luchiga. I offered Patrick and his cousins a deal. If I sang one of those songs for them, they would sing for me. They enthusiastically agreed to that. And against my better judgment, here's a little clip. Inspired by my virtuosic performance, Patrick took a turn in leading his family in song. So back to my question at the top. Why piano lessons? Why music? Listening to their singing, you can hear the yearning, the heartache, and the hope in their voices. And maybe that's why. When you've grown up as a refugee for most of your young life, as Patrick and his cousins have, it is music and art and language that connects and nourishes. There's more to life than filling government forms and learning bus routes and clipping coupons to stay on budget. Those things are necessary, to be sure, and as a newcomer to Canada, those pieces are definitely important to getting started on the right path. But I love that Patrick took the time to take piano lessons and to continue singing with his family. It speaks to the new life and the new hope that he and his family can have in Canada. Thanks to the good people who sponsored them to come and the community that's been open and welcoming to them, even with simple acts like a smile or a greeting on the street. As Kaylee related at the beginning of this episode, it is these small steps that make us a more inclusive and welcoming country. If you have any questions or interest in refugee sponsorship, please email us at refugee at mcco.ca. And if you have any comments or questions about the podcast, I would love to hear from you. This is brand new to us, and we'd appreciate the feedback. Our theme song and other original music is by the one and only Brian McMillan. A huge thank you to Kindred Credit Union and the grant we received from the Kindred Charitable Fund for helping to bring these stories to life. The fund is one of the many ways Kindred Credit Union invests hundreds of thousands of dollars each year in communities across Ontario, inspiring peaceful, just, and prosperous initiatives that range from affordable housing to food security to refugee and newcomer supports. Finally, I would like to thank you for listening to Undercurrents. Please subscribe and like on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. I'm Kanagasawara. 
Have a great rest of your day.